It's time for CBB 365 with your hosts, Adam Hipsky and Patrick Dallahan. All right. So this is our third installment in the conference previews of the Power Six Conference in college basketball. We've already hit the Big Ten and the Big East. And third up is the highly touted SEC. The SEC last year had a bunch of really good teams. They had five 20-win teams last season. And they also have, in the newly released AP Top 25 poll, they have won two two ranked teams coming into this season. But many other teams that received votes to be in the Top 25 to start the season. the SEC this year is loaded. I just want to say that to start off. You know, I think it's going to be a competitive conference. I don't think it's – I mean, it's no Big Ten, uh, and I don't think it's an ACC, but I think it's going to be a competitive conference. And I think if you break it down uh, within tiers, I really think that there's three solid tiers here. And I think you've got Kentucky and Tennessee atop the SEC this year. And then – kind of flirting their way into that top tier. You can maybe throw LSU, maybe Auburn if you wanted to. And then this is, I think, kind of the most interesting. And I think only three or four out of these seven, eight teams make it. But LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Arkansas, Old Miss, maybe throw South Carolina in there if you want. Uh, and I think that's going to be the most interesting uh, the most interesting conference games are going to be between those six or seven teams uh, because they're going to be fighting for an NCAA tournament bid and because I think they're so close. And obviously, you know, you look at LSU, and LSU might look a little bit better than Ole Miss, but uh, at the same time, it's going to be a very competitive conference. And then you've kind of got the bottom feeders, Missouri, Georgia, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, that probably – will not be that good, but I think when you look at the top nine, top ten maybe, uh, I think it's going to be really, 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 really competitive. Yeah, I was going to say, a team that I've really had my eye on is Auburn, right? They brought in five-star Sharif Cooper, which is big. It's the uh, second-highest recruit he's brought in, uh, Bruce Pearl, just in general, uh, after uh, he brought in Tobias Harris to – Tennessee in like 2009 yeah. and Auburn's an interesting team for me because they I, lost every starter they lost every single starter and not only every starter you also lose top 10 arguably top five pick Isaac Okoro he's yeah. gone uh Javon McCormick he's gone the, all of their production is gone for that year their highest returning scorer is Devon Cambridge, who averaged less than five points a game. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to play extremely small ball. They're projected starting five. They've got a center who's a true freshman, JT Thor, who's going to be a 6'9 center. Uh, and while that's not great, it's, it's you know, JT Thor is going to be a talented guy. It'll be interesting to see him come in uh, year one, especially when you've got centers – uh, in the SEC, and you got big men in the SEC like Olivier Saar, like John Fulkerson, uh, like Terrence Clark, you know, if you want to throw him in that 4-5 hybrid. Uh, so there's some really, really, really talented big men in the SEC, and uh, Auburn 
it's probably going to be a, they're going to be mismatched. You know, I think Sharif Cooper comes in and maybe plays himself yeah. in all SEC selection. Uh, but other than that, I'm really not that high on Auburn. If I'm giving you my opinion, I don't think that they're, uh, I think they're on, they're going to have to pl- have a good, in my opinion, I think they're going to have to have a good February uh, and a good run in the SEC tournament uh, to show that they will have a good enough body of work uh, to make the uh, to make it in the NCAA tournament. It's going to hurt losing Isaac Okoro, but I think you bring in a pretty good um, combo in the front court with the JT Thor and Dylan Cardwell, sorry, uh, a guy that's 6'10 that could definitely play the five. But someone that's really caught my eye for uh, the Auburn Tigers this year is Sharif Cooper. Now, I think that he's the key to this team, right? He's going to be running the offense. The offense is going to run through him. He's going to be ha- he's going to have the ball a lot of the time like Bryce Brown did when he was at Auburn. Obviously, they're going to use him in that similar way. He's going to be the primary scorer as we saw in the NCAA tournament. So, last year really getting canceled really hurt them. I feel like um they had a chance to prove themselves more in the recruiting area if you will because they definitely had the opportunity to go make a run deep into the NCAA tournament and make take a run at the NC, uh, the uh, SEC championship uh, without a doubt i mean they were 25 and 6 last year before getting uh before the season getting halted uh and then you add a top recruit so uh you know we talked about Sharif Cooper and Absolutely, he's going to be making an immediate impact and will prob- probably be one and done. Uh, but they're going to have to find a couple guys that are going to step up because you look at their returning production and it, it's non-existent. Yeah, it, it's, it's I mean, underwhelming. Four, four points a game, three points a game, two points a game, you know, three and a half points a game. That That's it. That's it. You're mm-hmm. returning less than 20 points a game, less than 15 points a game. Uh, so, you know, there's no doubt that, uh, they're not, they're not experienced. Uh, they're not going to be returning a lot of, uh, production. Uh, But I do, I do think that young core that they brought in, I mean, they have the ninth best recruiting class in the country. Yeah. And And you could, if you really wanted to, you could throw them all into the starting five right now. And I think obviously we're going to see Sharif Cooper. We're going to see JT Thor. Chris Moore is going to be in the rotation. Uh, and then Justin Powell and Dylan Cardwell will get their looks early in the year. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to play their way into the rotation. I think in non-conference, however, whoever they end up playing or wherever or however, uh, I think that they will get some run early in the year to kind of uh, get a feeler out for uh, you know how, how well they, they mesh and how well they feel with this team. Uh, but I also, at the same time, don't see Justin Powell and Don Cardwell playing towards the end of the year. You know, I think yeah, uh, you're not going to be those guys that you turn to. No, and I think coming off the bench, Jamal Johnson, Chris Moore, Tyrell Jones. You know, those will be three guys uh, that'll fill out that eight-man rotation. And uh, there's going to be some guys that are going to need to step up. You know, you've got guys that are used to just playing off the bench, coming off. Uh, maybe playing five, maybe ten minutes a game, and they're going to be thrown in the starting lineup or first man off the bench. You know, you look at Tyrell Jones, uh, who's a sophomore who got virtually no playing time last year. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be a huge part in their bench scoring. You know, he's going to be second, third man off the bench depending on where they 
where they find or you know where they find a role for him. But uh, Auburn's going to be a small team. Uh, they've got Dylan Cardwell, who's six ten at their tallest guy, and who knows if he finds his way into the rotation. So uh, Auburn will be interesting. But uh, uh, you're a little bit higher on the Tigers than I am. Uh, I think that they're going to have to have uh, someone that is not Sharif Cooper and not named JT Thor. Uh, probably Devon Cambridge, Alan Flanagan, Jaden Williams, or Jamal Johnson are going to have to uh, step their way, mm-hmm. uh, take a step up, and and become a force in the SEC if Auburn wants to win uh, in the SEC this year. Uh, moving on to another team in the SEC named the Tigers, LSU. A uh, known cheater, Will Wade, has a great team this year. Uh, he obviously has Javante Smart. Um, returned him 12 and a half points per game last season and Trendon Wofford, who is, who are many people are saying is the consensus and SEC player of the year for this season and yeah. returning him after he decided to not even declare for the NBA draft is huge, right? He's a, he, he's definitely, definitely a, uh, a force down low. He's a good scorer, good defender. He does it all. Yeah, yeah. and I really, I really like LSU this year. Trenton Watford, like you, like you touched on earlier, he's going to be up there without a doubt in the running for SEC Player of the Year, and I would not be surprised a bit uh, if he comes home with it because uh, he is he's a talented guy and he's going to be returning. For, for LSU, and he's got a supporting cast around him. You know, it's not going to be just him. You know, you return three scorers in double digits, Javante Smart, who I think is an all-SEC guy, and Darius Days, who averaged 11 a game last year, as well as seven rebounds. So uh, they definitely have production uh, returning at LSU, which is the complete opposite uh, of, of – uh, Auburn so uh, I like I like LSU this year I think they're a top two I, I like them more than Tennessee uh, I think yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't get the hype behind Tennessee I don't I mean they return you best pones who's going to be uh, probably a first team and guy. like they, they have Jaden Springer as well but really like the SEC, like the top teams in the SEC, are so good this year that I don't think they're going to be able to compete with them. Not, com- not that. I, th- I don't think they're going to be able to beat them. And they lose Lamonte Turner and they lose mm-hmm. Jordan Bowden. Uh, but at the same time, they return Pones. They return John Fulkerson. Jaden Springer is going to be an impact freshman for them. So I like – Tennessee, I'm not as high as them as some people that rank them in the top 10, top 15 are. I think they're a top 25 team and a top three, top four team in the SEC. But I like LSU uh, just due to their ability to shoot the ball. Uh, Javante Smart, Cam Thomas is going to be an impact freshman. Uh, And Sharif O'Neal, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he can do uh, back with LSU. So we'll see him. I completely forgot that Sharif O'Neal transferred to LSU. Yeah, following his father's footsteps. Uh, I think he'll play his way into the rotation. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, so I, so LSU's going to play small ball. There's no doubt about it. If you look at their projected starting lineup, uh, Trenton Watford's probably the five here, and yeah. that's he's he's going to go from he's going to go from probably playing a, a five role 
uh, at LSU to then entering the NBA draft and probably sliding all the way to a three, uh, maybe even a two, depending on depending on where he goes and what the team needs are there. Uh, so it, it's weird uh, for LSU, and I think their offense will be interesting to say the least. But Javante Smart is obviously a great player, and he can put it on the deck. Uh, Cam Thomas, I'm excited to watch him this year. He's a true freshman for LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how he uh, uh, turns out. And then you've got Charles Manning, who's going to be a senior. Uh, he returns eight points of production, and then as we've mentioned, Darius stays in Trenton Watford. So uh, LSU is interesting. I really, I'm really high on them, and I think that they're uh, they're they're second in the SEC. And I and I think that their bench is just as just as talented. Uh, Sharif O'Neal may play his way uh, in the starting lineup. If not, I think he's coming off the bench as well as Josh LeBlanc. Uh, who's a Georgetown transfer, uh, he's eligible immediately. So uh, LSU's young, LSU's experienced. Uh, the one thing they lack is size, that's for sure. And it'll be interesting to see how they, how Will Wade adapts to them playing uh, some SEC teams that have premier big men, which they clearly do not. <laughs> Trenton yeah. Watford, you can't tell me Trenton Watford's going to go up toe-to-toe with Seven foot Olivier Saar against Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, no, no that's, chance. That's, I, Trendon Watford is a four at most. He's that's, a college. He's a college four, and I think yeah, he's like, a college four definitely. But in the next level, he's the size of a four, but he plays like a three or two. I mean, he's kind of got that smooth jump shot. Uh, can drive it. He's not. He's not a big man. He doesn't post up. Uh, you know, he he. Uh, he will. He'll. He'll have to post up this year. But you know, yeah, they'll, they'll bring Sharif O'Neal off the bench, and uh, I think you know, there's a couple guys that they they may look to play early, and you know, like I mentioned earlier, probably non-conference yeah. uh, could be a little interesting just because of how uh, how they they'll probably try and get some inexperienced guys some some reps and uh, see who can play their way into the rotation come uh, yeah. conference play. Yeah, uh, moving on to our next team, uh, we're going to cover the really the top teams, the teams that have the best chance to win this team. Uh, Florida, they had an awful, awful season last year. Didn't even get 20 wins. They were disappointing. Uh, but they returned just about everyone, really, besides Andrew Nembhard and uh, – And Kerry Blackshear, yeah. who – you know, a lot of people thought Kerry Blackshear was was going to become the sky for Florida, and he was very underwhelming uh, mm-hmm. at at Florida last year. And like you mentioned, didn't get 20 wins. Uh, they were a huge disappointment. Uh, I remember them losing early in the season a couple games, and uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they got really fought their way. They got blown out yeah. by um uh, by Florida State, and then they lost to UConn. Yeah, and they go down early in the year, and it just seemed like no one really ever heard of them. But outside of those two guys, uh, you lose Andrew Nemhard, who obviously has been there for a couple of years uh, in, the, in the transfer market. And then you've got Kerry Blackshear, who really – it's a loss. There's no doubt about it that it's a yeah. loss. But they'll be okay. And they return Trey Mann. Trey Mann's going to take the lead guard role that Andrew Nemhard's had over the past couple of years. Uh, Noah Locke is going to return Scotty Lewis, who I really like. Uh, I think he, he's going to have a good year. Yeah, he was very underwhelming last year as well. 
Yeah, and he had a lot of hype coming out of high school as a as a true freshman. I uh, didn't really quite live up to it. Eight, eight and a half, eight and a half points a game last year. Uh, and so, so he wasn't, but you know, at the small forward spot, I think, I think he breaks out this year. Uh, I think he'll have a great year. Then you return Keontae Johnson, who's obviously uh, an all SEC guy, averaged 14 and seven last year. Uh, and he's probably an NBA prospect uh, when it's all said and done after this year, uh, as long as he has another good season, but Florida, Florida has every bit of experience is what LSU has. Uh, they're not going to be playing a lot of freshmen. Uh, there's a couple guys on their bench uh, that could see the floor, uh, but I think by the time it's all said and done in March, I don't think that they're in the rotation. Uh, so they've got experience. Mm-hmm. A guy that I'm really excited for and a sleeper guy, uh, so if you're listening to this right now to keep your eye out for Florida, is Tyree Appleby. I agree. Uh, he's, a Cleveland State, he's a Cleveland State transfer uh, he's gonna. He sat out a year last year, uh, coming off averaging 17 a game uh, at Cleveland State. He's gonna. He's gonna come off the bench just with how loaded the backcourt is uh, in Florida uh, with Trey Mann, Noah Locke, and Scotty Lewis. But I think that uh, Appleby gives him a great boost to scoring off the bench, and as well as uh, another guy is Anthony Druhi who is in the same boat as Tyree Appleby, transferred from Louisiana Tech, averaged 12 a game, sat out last year, uh, and is back and is going to be eligible this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if those two guys – I think those two are big X factors uh, for Florida. And if those guys figure it out, uh, Florida, Florida, I think, is uh, definitely a tournament team. Uh, granted, I don't think that they're an SEC championship team. Uh, but I think that they're a fifth, sixth, sixth seed in the SEC tournament and uh, find their way into March. So moving on to one of our last teams before we get into probably our last team, but before we get into our um, uh, our awards and predictions for individual stuff, Kentucky. The Kentucky Wildcats, uh, obviously one of two ranked teams in the uh, – SEC for the AP twenty, uh, the twenty twenty AP top twenty five rankings. They're ranked tenth, and they're looking about as good and as dangerous as any team in the country right now. I, I mean, the additions of Olivier Saar and Jacob Toppin. Obviously, Toppin won't see the four too too much for them, but Olivier mm-hmm. adding Olivier Saar was huge because that was really the only weakness that team had. Without a doubt, and they've lacked a big man the last couple of years, uh, especially last year, but they bring in who they absolutely desperately needed, and that's number one, a big man, and number two, experience. You look at this, this starting lineup, it's going to be Devin Askew, B.J. Boston, Terrence Clark, Keon Brooks, who's a sophomore, and then Olivier Saar. That's three true freshmen and one sophomore. And if Olivier Starr wasn't eligible immediately, it would be true freshman Isaiah Jackson stepping in there. Hmm. So they absolutely needed Sars waiver to get approved, which it did. So he's going to be uh, he's going to be an All SEC guy this year. Uh, I can he's going to be an All American this year. I, I think so too, because he had a great season with Wake Forest, uh, and I think that's exactly. I think Olivier Starr is the perfect guy that feeds off of a lead guard like BJ Boston. 
as well as the shooting guard, Devin Askew. Uh, so I think Olivier Saar uh, is going to play down low, which gives Terrence Clark, Keon Brooks room to operate, as well as B.J. Boston and Devin Askew room to space the floor and shoot. Uh, so I really like Kentucky. I'm really high on Kentucky. I think they've got a little bit of everything. I've got the, I think they've got some, some slashing uh, with Terrence Clark and Keon Brooks. They've got shooting. Uh, and then they've got I really I really like Isaiah Jackson too. I think I don't obviously on a lot of teams he'd be starting, but uh, you know, he yeah, and this is what Kentucky does, you know, they don't rebuild, they reload, they lose Emmanuel quick quickly, they lose Tyrese Maxey, they lose Ashton Higgins, uh, you know, and then and then they just reload. So Kentucky's gonna be Kentucky's gonna be as good as always. Uh they're gonna be a top team in the SEC. Uh, but I'm excited to see how well this group plays together because uh, there's always kind of, you know, you think of Ashton Hagens, you think of Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, the point guard the point guard spot is huge at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see who kind of takes that, if it's B.J. Boston or if it's Devin Askew. Uh, I think so they'll go Askew, right? I mean, Clark, I mean, I – B.J. Boston's a pretty big kid. He is, and he's got good vision. Uh, I like Devin Askey's ability to space the floor and shoot, uh, so I wonder if Coach Cal will put that in there and think if uh, maybe if Devin Askey plays a little bit more off the ball instead of on the ball, that'll give him some more looks. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think B.J. Boston, when it's all said and done, will lead this team in assists just because of uh, his vision and his, his, his size. So. Uh, talking to Coach Cal, he's obviously very high on all of these guys, uh, as always, as you would expect him to be. But uh, I think Kentucky is a top top five team in the country, um, definitely a top team in the SEC. Do you want to hear my SEC hot take that I promised about uh, a certain team in the SEC? Kentucky wins the national championship this year. Really? Mm-hmm. They, they filled that one weak spot that they had. Which was the big man. You, you add an all-ACC center to a team with three five-stars coming in. Experience obviously helps in the NCAA tournament, but they have plenty of it on the bench. They, have, uh, they, they, they bring in um, Davion Mintz from Creighton, who we spoke to. And if they find some shooting, I think they do too. Yeah. Or not, I don't think they win the national championship. But I think you think they, they'll be a contender, definitely. I think they find their way into the Final Four because uh, – I think really the only thing they're missing from this team is a true premier three-point shooter. And that's but we, we've seen there. Kentucky teams in the past that don't have that much experience do well. Like that 2015 team that was led by Willie Cauley-Stein and um, Cat. Yeah, so I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, they're a very talented bunch, uh, and I think that they'll win the SEC, but uh, will they come together enough to be – National champions? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Kentucky will obviously be just as good as always. So uh, I guess we will jump into our awards. All, all conference teams, our awards predictions. First team at the guard spots, I'm going to go BJ Boston and Javante Smart. Uh, we've already touched on them. Uh, and then at the forward spot, Yves Pons, uh, Trendon Watford, and Olivier Saar. We already touched on all of them. My team. So, uh, 
Start off, I have BJ Boston, um, Evis Pons, um, Bones, my bad, uh, Trendon Watford, and then I have Keontae Johnson as one of the forwards. I think that he's going to have another great year for the uh, Florida Gators. I think that he'll step it up even more. I think he'll average around 17, 18 points a game as opposed to 15, 16. And uh, at the center spot, I have Olivier Saar. Uh, I mean, one of the best centers in the country, him, Kofi Coburn, uh, and Luca Garza, some of the premier centers in the country. Uh, I think that you could certainly have him in that conversation. And uh, moving on, let's get into our sleeper players. I'll go first since you went first for the last category. Scotty Lewis from the University of Florida Gators is someone to keep an eye on for this year. Uh, in the last games of in the closing games of last season, he averaged 13 points per game and shot in and serbly well. Um, yeah, he was shooting 59, 55.9% from the field in those games. Like, I mean, he, he ended it on a fantastic, fantastic stretch. And he's definitely got the athleticism to be one of the best players in the country. If he's able to refine those skills, like make pull-up threes, make, you know, catch, become a better catch-and-shooter, become a better passer, all of these things, he'll be able to move himself up, move himself up in the SE, All-SEC rankings and potentially play his way onto an All-American team. I don't really see what's stopping him. All right. For mine, I'm going to go from LSU. I'm going to go Cam Thomas. He's a true freshman. He's a five – he was a borderline five-star, some four-star, depending on where you looked. Uh, 24-7, he's a five-star, 25th ranked from Oak Hill. Uh, He's athletic. Uh, He's an athletic point guard that can shoot. Uh, He's only 6'3". He's not overly big, but he is athletic. Uh, I think he'll be an eventual NBA guy. Uh, he's going to play in the backcourt alongside Javante Smart. Uh, and I think he's going to have a really, really, really good year uh, in the backcourt. Obviously, they're going to have to replace Skylar Mays, uh, who played a big role in that backcourt last year. Uh, I think Cam Thomas is just as good, if not better, than Skylar Mays. Uh, so I really like Cam Thomas as a sleeper guy this year. Uh, you guys might have heard of him, might not, but uh, I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna open up some eyes this year. So I'm gonna go Cam Thomas uh, from LSU as a sleeper, not really a sleeper, but more of a, a a breakout surprise guy. Guy to watch. That's SEC breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, third installment, uh, SEC, Big Ten, Big East down, Pac-12. Big 12, and uh, what am I forgetting here? ACC. ACC, of course. So 50% down, uh, 50% to go. For CBB 365, I'm Adam Hipsky with Patrick Downham. Thank you for listening.